Don't look now, but I think we're about ready to be invaded by Robotech Masters. I'm Chris Perrin, and I'm the Logan Pilot, scouting out everything you need to know about Palladium Books. We've got a pretty full show for you today. We've got a lot of news, a lot of interesting things that are going on in Palladium Books. Every time I do this show, I always say that I've never seen so much good stuff coming from Kevin and the guys. And I'll say it again, the product catalog and the press releases talking about what's coming up next just look fantastic. There is so much stuff that I want to buy, and so many of my hard-earned dollars I can already feel are heading right towards Kevin. So that's actually the good news. Uh, So we're going to talk a little bit about that. I've got a real quick Gen Con wrap-up that I want to do, even though it's September. I want to talk a little bit about some sort of organizational things about the show, some good stuff I hope that you will like. Uh, And then we'll get into a quick segment on Rank and Shadow Chronicles. And then, the reason why you're really listening to this, I've got an interview with the man, the myth, the legend, Jason Marker himself, the coordinator for all of the freelancers at Palladium, and the man who's working on the Master Saga. Uh, He's really excited about it, and got me really excited about it. So I think there's a lot of good stuff. So without further ado, let's get to the news. So, as I'm recording this, week three of the September Sales Spectaculars is coming to a close. I know, I'm a bad, bad man. I should have had an episode out talking about this. But, there's still one last weekend left. September 26th, 27th, and 28th, there are three special packages. If you buy Wristworld Book 11, you can get the Coalition Wars Final Siege. If you buy After the Bomb, you can get a free copy of Recon for free. That is the Eric Wujik Remembered Package, which I think is great. And then if you buy the Rifts Machinations of Doom, then you can get Rifts in the Megaverse, The Art of John Zelesnik, which is the Art Lover's Package. So all of those are great, especially if you're trying to complete your collection. Uh, I kind of had to chuckle because I have pretty much all of those, but that doesn't mean that I may not order something this weekend, just because there are a few holes in my collection that I'd like to fill, and this seems like a good enough time as any. Uh, Other things that are going on in the news, some of you might have heard that Kevin uh, was sick. Uh, I believe it was just a respiratory infection. He's fine, and apparently he is back and riding like a madman, according to the press release. I think if everyone knows, Kevin has an overabundance of energy, so if he's sick, it probably just brings him back to a normal level, uh, the level of energy that maybe you and I have, and so as he's recovering, I'm sure that he is back frantically working, turning out all sorts of awesome material that, of course, we're all going to buy. Other interesting things coming out, Dead Rain, uh, Josh Hilden, and uh, Joshua Sanford, and Kevin Sabita team together to write this really sweet sounding zombie game. I I have a confession to make, I'm not a big zombie guy, but uh, this one looks pretty cool. I really like that this is basically post-apocalyptic. Oh uh, yeah, Dead Ring is post-apocalyptic game in which a, a catastrophe event has caused the... Boy, this has been a hard sentence for me to say. 
Dead Rain is a post-apocalyptic game in which a catastrophic event has caused the dead to rise and human civilization to collapse. Uh, that says everything I need to know to know that this is a game I want to play. So, Josh Hilden, Joshua Sanford, you guys definitely come on the show and tell me everything I need to know about this game and you know all the fun I can have playing maybe even a zombie as well as uh, getting to play a human that at some point has been bred in a food pen. Uh, you guys had me at food pen. That's fantastic. Uh, also, the Robotech Macross Saga, which is by far and away my favorite series, uh, is pretty much written and done. There are a few NPCs that need to be put together, and then once Harmony Gold says go, it looks like everything uh, will be headed to the printer. The press release says October, so hopefully we'll we'll get to see that in October. And then also, looks like the Master's Saga, which we'll be talking to Jason Marker about in a little while, will also be out in October. If that book is half as cool as Jason made it out to be, uh, it's going to blow away the old Southern Cross book. So that's pretty much what's going on in the news. Oh, uh, Shadow Chronicles hardcover. Apparently that thing sold like hotcakes. People were coming up with their original Shadow Chronicles hardcover and their brand new really big gold hardcover deluxe copy and getting them both signed. So I think that that's I think it's great that there are the the deluxe hardcovers out and I think it's it's awesome that it sold well. And it sounds like there there are a lot of people that are doing both and and that's definitely fantastic. So that then will do it for the news. So I want to talk a little bit about Gen Con real quick. For those of you who didn't get to go to Gen Con, uh, I'm sorry to to hear that. It was a fantastic time. On Friday night, I got together with Jason Richards and Jason Marker and Lonnie, who's Apocalypse Zero on the forums, and his brother, and a whole bunch of guys, and I'm really crappy with names. So if you want to write in the show and tell me who you were, I will, of course, acknowledge that I played with you. Oh, and Wayne who was the the peon private that we were all trying to get killed. And we had a a really great game of Shadow Chronicles. Um, Had a lot of fun. Hadn't ever played really any game with as large a group as we had. I think there were about 12 or 13 people there. Not Kevin mega game size, but certainly a lot of people, a lot of stuff going on. uh, Really got into the military drama real quick. Um, You know, getting to play, I was a worried second lieutenant, uh, and so I played that up to be as irritating as I possibly could, and thank you guys for not throwing me out. Uh, That was a lot of fun. Uh, Also, anytime when I can sit down with Kevin, and I think I got five minutes, which was all I could hope for, uh, had a good time talking to him, got to trade uh, war stories with Mark Oberly, and uh, I'll be, you'll be hearing an interview with him that I did after Gen Con. Uh, in the very near future, I promise. And from everything I heard, the all the books were flying off the shelves like hotcakes. Uh, there was pretty much always somebody at the Palladium booth buying something. So I think that it just speaks really well to how just how perfectly Palladium has rebounded. So that's good. Uh, let's move on to some of the organizational notes that I wanted to talk about with the show. First of all, as a podcaster, I wanted to let you all know that it is my sincere desire that Echoes from the Rest will go back to being a bi-weekly show. So every other week, you're going to get 
some Palladium gaming goodness out of me. And that is a goal I've set for myself. I think that uh, it kind of let some other things get in the way. And to you, the listeners, I apologize, but I will be out hunting down interviews. I have a gaming group that is begging me to run Rifts, so I'll have a lot more uh, actual play that I can talk about, uh, which will hopefully generate some segments. And and just in general, uh, I want to dedicate a lot more to the show. Now, with that being said, I really need some help from you guys. First of all, I can't draw a stick figure to save my life. So, if somebody out there, and it doesn't have to be somebody who's ever done any artwork for Palladium at all, could somebody draw me an Echoes from the Rifts logo? Uh, I want to put it on my iTunes feed. I want to print up. You know, I want to put it on the website. I would put it on promotional materials. You know, whatever you will allow me to do, draw me something, put it on there. Uh, you, you know, if it's somebody who's been a, a freelance artist, that's great. But there are a lot of you out there who would very much, I think, like to be an artist for Palladium, and maybe this will give you uh, a chance to show off what you can do. If I get four or five respondents then uh, we can set up a poll and we'll vote on them and that will become the official show logo. Uh, At this point, pretty much all I can offer you is my sincere thanks and as as many mentions as I possibly can, but in the future, hopefully, uh, good karma will come your way. Yay, good karma. Um, Next, I am going to be interviewing Wayne in the very near future. Uh, so if you have any questions for Wayne, please send them my way or post them in the forums. You can send them to the show at echoesfromtherifts.com, or you can I'll start a, a thread in the forums for questions for Wayne, and I will also um, let anyone they want put, uh, post them as comments on the Echoes from the Rifts website. Wayne's a pretty interesting guy. I know he's got a lot of stories, and I know there are a lot of things that you want to ask that he's never talked about. So get those questions to me. The other thing I want to know is who you would like me to interview. Josh Hilden is definitely on the list. As a matter of fact, it is one of my big Gen Con regrets that I did not get the chance to say anything more than to him than, Hi, how's it going? Uh, this Gen Con was ridiculously busy for me because I was selling my first game uh, and just trying to serve on panels and and really I really regret not being able to spend more time with the guys. So Josh, figure out a time, shoot me a private message. I want you to come on the show because uh your game sounds really cool. Other than that, uh I've got a list of people I want to talk to. Uh Carmen and Brandon and Taylor are are really the ones that uh whose books I've read a lot that I've not yet had the time to interview on the show. Uh Madman Mike also uh, the character sheet wizard uh, I'd also like to have on the show. So, oh, and then Doug Lamberson, who has contacted me uh, on the forums and uh, uh, via email. I need you to shoot me an email because I want to get you on the show. But if there's anybody else who you'd like to have on the show, by all means, tell me. Uh, including, I there's some there's one very special guest. It's not Kevin because he's already been on the show. And seriously, I've still got like two and a half hours of audio that I need to break up into interviews. But there's somebody else who I think we'd all like to hear from that very soon I'm going to work on getting on the show. So, those are the those are the questions I have for you. But the other thing that I would like is if anyone has any gamer stories or audio fiction 
that they are fiction that they could turn into audio fiction that they would like to have on the show. I'd like to start doing a segment where I feature some of the really crazy things that come out uh, of playing Palladium, and it doesn't necessarily have to be, well, my character did blah, 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 and we blew up and it was really cool. I mean, those stories are great. But if Palladium was your first game, or if through role-playing your character faced a really hard choice, like they thought it was cool to kill coalition soldiers, but then they found out that, you know, these are people that have names and parents and children, you know, that kind of story. I mean, that's, you know, that's what I'm looking for. The other thing that I want to do is I've got an audio medium, and I would very much like to run Palladium Audio Fiction. Now, I know there's a story going around on the forums, and if the authors of that story would like to contact me, we can see about getting some people together, reading those parts, and getting it to be a regular part of the show. If not, if you've got a Palladium short story that you'd like to submit, especially one that has a lot of dialogue, and that's got to be the key, is it it has to be very talky-heavy so that we can get it on the show. Uh, I want to hear from it because we've got a podcast. Let's do some cool things that support Palladium with it. That is the end of all of the organizational notes. Uh, just to recap, an artist, send me an image, please. Uh, I will start a couple threads on the Echoes from the Rifts forum, one about questions you'd like for Wayne, and another that has people who you would like for me to interview, like for me to hear from. Uh, And then I want your gamer stories, and if you've got really good talky fiction, I want to see it, and I want to get it on the show. Because I really want to expand what we can do, and I don't want this show to be me. I want it to be everybody who loves Palladium, all of us contributing. With that being said, I want to talk real briefly about something interesting I noticed about playing Shadow Chronicles. And this is something that I actually asked Jason about, and I like his answer, but I kind of wanted to expand upon it a little bit. And that was... It feels like Shadow Chronicles was the first Robotech book, really the first Palladium book, that really stressed military organization. Uh, you'll hear Jason talk about parallels between other military science fiction shows. But it seems like the military hierarchy is so much more spelled out in Shadow Chronicles. And in turn, it feels like those elements are being incorporated into role-playing a lot more. I refer back to the game I played at Gen Con on Friday, where we had a captain, and the guy who was the captain told us what to do. I was a second lieutenant, which meant I was an officer, but the only thing I could really do was boss around the enlisted folk, and even then, I'm sure most of those enlisted folk would be listening to their sergeant rather than their worry wart Veritech pilot second lieutenant, i.e. me. This is not something that is in the rules. I mean, you don't have to listen to your captain, but yet it came out organically through play, and I think that's fantastic. I really, really think that following that military structure adds a new dimension to the game. So I'm wondering how everybody else is handling that in their Robotech and Shadow Chronicles games. And really, I'm interested to know, were you ever doing anything like that before Shadow Chronicles came out. I know when I was at the open house a couple years ago, I rolled up a Veritex squadron, and I had a first lieutenant, and I had a sergeant, and then I had different non-coms. Their ranks were all 
listed out, and then I had enlisted troopers and everything, and nobody played the first lieutenant, which I thought was kind of interesting, because it seemed like nobody really wanted to to be in that position of leadership, perhaps? You know, I, I don't know. But even then, the character who was the first lieutenant, which happened to be me as the GM playing it, you know, everyone looked up to that person. Then there was a sergeant, and the sergeant was in second command, so a lot of the other players looked up to the sergeant then to follow orders. So it feels like we were always ready to roleplay in a military structure, but perhaps we weren't really doing it so much, maybe, until Shadow Chronicles came along. Because in Shadow Chronicles, I mean, it was it was very much there. and Everyone knew what their ranks were, and everyone knew that in a military unit, you know, you can expect this type of breakdown of the officers. So I'm wondering how many people are doing that. And I please, if you've got some thoughts on this, go to the forums and post on it, or shoot me an email. And then I also want to know how many people have tried it and just been thoroughly frustrated by having to follow a leader, quote-unquote, that you just did not believe in. You know, we we were a pretty friendly group of guys playing that Friday night game. But I could see a situation, especially in a con where you don't know anyone else, where it's like, okay, this is the captain. You have to do what he says. What do you mean I have to do what he says? There's no rule that says I have to do what he says. He just got a character sheet that had the word captain written on it, and he's an idiot, and I don't want to follow him. I'm not saying the idiot was a captain. I'm not saying the captain was an idiot on Friday. I'm just saying that I could see that happening. Now, personally, I didn't agree with some of the orders that the captain was given. As the very cautious, nervous ranger type, I wanted to do a flyby of the alien ship. It was crashed didn't really think it was a problem. Captain told me under no circumstances were we allowed to do a flyby of the ship. I liked that disagreement in tactics because that is exactly what I think would happen in a military situation. So I was able to get into role-playing just a little bit more because here I was, two different viewpoints, came up organically, like, yeah, that's the military. The military is that unless I'm playing the Starbuck hotshot pilot, I'm going to have to do what my CO says, and I did it. And frankly, there was no one on board the ship that would have shot at us anyway, so I turned out to be right. But that's a small consolation, and really just me being snarky because I've got a podcast. But no, in all seriousness... I want to know how rank is working out in your games. And do you find that there are certain players in your group that always want to be the captain? And if so, why do they want to always be the captain? Are they issuing you orders? Are they being bossy? Is it just that's their personality and everyone else is okay? Tell me your stories. I definitely want to hear about them. And with that, I think we'll get to Jason Marker and our conversation at Gen Con. Now, going into this, I apologize. The audio, not as good as it could be. Uh, We were at Gen Con. We were right outside the exhibit hall, and there are people talking, and so there's a lot of background noise. I've done what I can to clean it up, but take it away. Back to Echoes from the Rest. I am Chris Perrin, and I'm here with... Jason Marker. And you are? I'm uh, the new writer and freelance coordinator for Palladium Books. Oh, no, what's that mean? You're basically... Uh, essentially, I heard cats for a living. Okay. Uh, because I'm in charge of getting all of my freelance writers to, you know, write and... Uh, 
Yeah, it's like, it's like herding cats for a little. So am I to assume that the position to which many of us aspire to, the freelance writer for Palladium, you actually have to convince people that they need to do their job? I have to light fires under them sometimes. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, I'm sure all the listeners will be happy to know that. I'm sure. Yeah, so how's the con going? We, we are at Gen Con in uh, 2008, by the way. Good. Good. Yeah, it's the last day. It's been a long cruise. Been a, long, yeah. a little tired. Yeah. Is everybody kind of punchy? Uh, not punchy so much as, uh, I mean, personally, I'm a little grouchy. Really? Okay. Yeah. I'm keeping the coffee up. Yeah. How's the big guy? Is he uh, a little grouchy? No, he's in, he's in good spirits. Okay, that's good. Now we've been having a good time. Good. Is Shadow Chronicles moving well? Like hotcakes. Really? Yeah. That's good. People really like the big book. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, which is cool. So I uh, ran a uh, I ran a Macross demo yesterday. Nice. Which is pretty cool. Got some people in there. Um, actually got a little 10-year-old kid in my game. Really? Which was cool. Good. Get as many of those in the hobby as you can. Yeah. I said, somebody's going to have to volunteer to be my electronic attack officer. He said, I'll do it. I'm like, all right. I'm going to be my electronic attack officer. Sit in the back of the Valkyrie. <laughs> Jam Rayar. <laughs> Loved it. Had a great time. Awesome. It was very cool. Um, do, do you find that a lot of people that bought the original Manga Digest side went ahead and bought the larger format? Absolutely. Yeah. I see I, you know, I see guys come in the booth, and they've got the manga size one, and they buy the you know either the regular hardback or one of the gold hardbacks, right. the limited ones, right. and they want us to sign all of them, you know, because they've already had the manga one since you know, March. Right. Sure. So, yeah. That's cool. Okay. Um, can you tell me anything about Macross? Uh, I can tell you a lot of things about Macross. What do you want to know? Everything. <laughs> well, um, well, what can I look forward to that's going to be different than the original Macross book? We straightened out some things, especially with the, the ships. Okay. Um, straightened out you know, what things are and what they're not, what are what are manned fighters and what are not. Um, the uh, the electronic attack Valkyrie is in it, the one with the radon. Yeah. And the jamming pods, that's in it. Yeah. Um, which I'm pretty excited about. Just a lot of new art, a lot of really good art. We've got a couple of new artists working on character art. Um, it's going to be, you know, there's not going to be any rules in it because it's going to use the same character creation stuff from Shadow Chronicles. Right. So, you know, I put together some Macross-specific MOS packages. Okay. Uh, there's going to be a civilian OCC. You know, okay. There were 70,000 civilians in the belly of the, you know, Macross. Sure, sure. Um, and some, you know, some Macross-specific MOS packages. But other than that, it's going to use the same OCCs and all the same rules. I think there's maybe a half a dozen new skills that are okay. Macross specific. Uh, other than that, that's the extent of the rules. The rest of it's all toys. It's all ships and small arms and, you know, Valkyries gotcha. and Jesteroids and the whole nine yards. Gotcha. Okay. Um, if, if, I, if I may, something I'm really happy yeah, about please. is that uh, Army Gold's gone back to the original Japanese names of everything. Really? So they're Valkyries. And the Jesteroids have the original Japanese names. And all those Entrati ships in Mecca uh-huh. have their crazy Entrati moon language names. Yeah. You know, that's so it's like the new Pettyet I'm going to butcher the last word. Sure. You know, like the big three ties, big flagship. Yeah. You know, the new yeah. Pettyet flagship and the, the Glaug and the, yeah, the nice. Regal and all that. It's, it's pretty cool. Okay, what about the Master Saga? How's that coming? That's good. I'm about halfway done with that one. You know, I'm, I'm co-authoring Macross with Kevin. Mm-hmm. And Southern Cross is all mine. Or Masters. It's all mine. So I've been working on that since after I finished up with my Shadow Chronicles stuff. Cool. I've got all the OCCs done. It's going to be different. Yeah. You know, because when I'm writing Macross and writing... Shadow Chronicles. I sort of, you know, I sort of see it like U.S. Navy in space with lasers, right? Yay, lasers! Yay, lasers! So, you know, I sort of saw something cross as if Macross and Shadow Chronicles is the Navy and the Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. I saw Southern Cross as, you know, the Army and the Air Force. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, so, you know, I really did a bunch of, uh, a bunch of research into the way the Army works and the way the Army divided, you know, our Army, you know, and the, uh, a 
a lot of the European armies, the Russian armies, they're sort of getting botched all together. I've got, you know, it's again four basic OCCs, just a ton of MOSs. Um, plus, went through and really paid attention to what the mecha were. You know, there's, you know, Southern Cross does a lot of pictures, but not a lot of descriptions of them. Okay. Because Southern Cross was cut short by, I want to say, 20 episodes. The original, wow. the original series. Wow. Um, it's it's really cool. It's really beautifully visual, but. It was cut short because it was the least popular of Big West's super dimensional series. Right. Uh, it just didn't play well. So they cut it short. So there's 20 episodes that were never filmed that had, you know, robots yeah. and other right. mechas right. in it. So. Do the Jack McKinney books, do they follow? No. The Jack McKinney books are uh, have been deprecated. They're secondary continuity now. Um, um, Harmony Gold has made them not exist anymore. Right. At least the way I understand it. Maybe right. wrong in that. Right. But they, okay. the McKinney novels have nothing to do with what I'm writing. Okay. Wow. So, you know. I've got five suits of power and armor for the armies of the Southern Cross. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, nice. I've got four or five non-variable battleheads. Really? Yeah. I've got, and there's another hover tank. Really? Yeah, there's another hover tank. Just a tiny little guy, yeah. about 16 feet tall. Yeah, one man, unarmored. Sort of, it doesn't have the big, you know, yeah. it doesn't have the big smoothbore can yeah. on it. Yeah, it's more like a, uh, more like a recon. Like a oh, yeah, like recon. a Bradley or something like that? Or? Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Well, I guess, I guess I was sort of seeing the, uh, the Spartan hover tank as a, as a striker. Ah, okay. You know, yeah. So maybe, maybe if you want to go with those analogies, maybe the, the little hover tank would be like an FAS. Okay. Or FAV, fast tank base. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, and doing a lot of, you know, really fleshing that stuff out. Because each one of those pieces of mecha is specific to one of the branches of the Army of the Sunrise. I got it. You know, so like, uh, you know, the Tactical Space Corps has a suit of power armor. Right. You know, okay, yeah. You know, the, the ATACs have the hover tank, and, you know, the yeah. task flies the ATACs. I'm going to stop this because I've already feel the money going from my wallet to you guys. <laughs> it's going to be sweet. It's me off. Yeah. It's totally going to be sweet. Um, anything else you want to say? I cut you off. Pardon? Anything else you want to say about No, it's, okay. it's, uh, it's going to be sweet. I'm really having a good time writing it. And, uh, yeah, I hope everybody's going to like it because cool. I think it's really cool. It's something you're talking about is researching the Navy and the Marines and the Army and the Air Force. It feels like, to me, there's been a greater emphasis on military rank and military style in... Shadow Chronicles and stuff like that's being carried through. I don't remember there being the ranks and th- that emphasis the first time around. I wanted to, Kevin and I talked about this. The way I'm approaching it is military simulation. Yeah. So, you know, I've actually I've actually, I've actually got two guys that are helping me that are uh, the, um, Phalanx, mm-hmm. uh, Justin, Justin Kugler, I think is his last name, yeah. is my uh, aerospace technology advisor. Oh, uh, yeah. He's a, he's a rocket surgeon. So, <laughs> You know, I ask, I ask him questions about how things fly in space, yeah. and you know how things, you know, this and that, awesome. other thing. Oh. And uh, then I have Lloyd Ritchie from uh, Explorers Unlimited, right? Who is my naval technology and warfare advisor? Because he spent 14 years in the Navy. I had to make these titles up for him. Yeah. Yeah. Because Lloyd spent 14 years in the Navy. Right. Actually, both him and his wife are Navy veterans. So, okay. You know, they've given me a lot of information about how the Navy works, and you know how. You know who's on the ship and who does what on the ship and stuff like that. We had a we had about a two-hour conversation about what um, uh, Sammy, Vanessa, and Kim do on the Macross bridge. Oh wow! 
while. So but to freak out as they're trying to get the, the point shield to go around and block things. No, just like what their jobs were right. and what their, oh, right. you know, what their titles yeah. were. And just you know, I want to I want to have I like putting a lot of verisimilitude uh-huh. into into the games. I like when I'm writing the mecha. Yeah. Like uh, take the Logan for example. I what I do is I'll look at current military technology and proposed future military technology or past military technology and sort of get ideas for what I want these sure. ships to do. Sure. When I designed the Logan, I essentially designed it as the F5 um, Tiger uh-huh. in space with lasers. <laughs> right. Very laser. Very small. Very fast. Gotcha. Very fragile. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. That's cool. Very small, fast, hits hard, made out of paper. But in terms of the role play aspects, do you see people really taking on a lot of those you know, office roles? Because when we played on Friday night, you know, the guy who was the captain, we followed him. And the dude who was the first lieutenant was given orders to me, who was the second lieutenant. Right. We were all bossing Wayne around at our own peril, of course, because well, he was an E1. And so, E1. Yeah. E1s are built to take orders. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, um, I hope so. That's kind of, I mean, when you look at especially Shadow Pirates, I mean, those, that has become a military lifestyle. Yeah. You know, the children are born and raised in a military structure. Sure. You know, they've been, you know, they've been fighting a war for 30 years. You know, they've been living on spaceships right. for 30 years. Right. So it's sort of like, almost, I don't want to say it's like Battlestar Galactica, but it's sort of that, I sort of had that, yeah. that if I did. Yeah, sure. Head. No, I got it. Yeah. Um, but... I tend to think of those, those stories as a military story, right. you know, yeah. set against a military background. Okay. Yeah. So yesterday when I ran my demo, uh-huh. um, Jason Richards was the uh, they were Marine Corps aviators, you know, flying Valkyrie. Sure. Nice. And uh, you know, Richards was the captain, and we had his XO, uh-huh. the squad XO, and then you know everybody else. Right. And throughout the whole game, you know, I'd look at Jason and I go boss, <laughs> and he'd give an order, and everybody would Roger that. Yeah. I sir, and you know that's cool, and that's that's kind of the way I envision. That's the way I play it, you know. Yeah. As a military rank instructor kind of game, yeah. Um, yeah. Because a lot of our games are just sort of like freewheeling, you know. Yeah. Like Rift is really freewheeling, and you know. Um, kind of see, you know, Macross and the Robotech games as really kind of military structure. Cool. Alright, two more questions, and both of these are a little bit uh, fanboyish. First of all, take the VF-1A from the original right. uh, Macross book. Yeah, yeah. Put it up against a juicer and heavy body armor. Who wins? Can't answer that. Oh, sure you can. It's whoever's the smartest player. Oh, come on. Okay. So given given equal IQs, is the only way that the Valkyrie wins if it goes up so high that juicer's weapons can't hit? It's not a, it's not a question of IQ when I talk about because uh-huh. who's the canniest and who uh-huh. can think around corners better? All right. Yeah. Because stat-wise, the juicer actually does better. Stats, it's, at least in my games, don't really mean much. Okay. Because you know, I found I found ways of destroying really strong characters with not a lot. So nice. it's who nice. can think around corners better than I can. Very good. <laughs> okay, Jason. Thanks. All, all both aside. Um, appreciate it. No, and, thanks, man. Uh, yeah, cool. Appreciate and it. keep keep hurting cats so we totally. can keep buying books. Totally. Sharper than a vorpal sword, faster than wired reflexes three, harder than 7D of knockback, and prettier than a glitter boy. It's RPGpodcast.com. Get all the RPG podcasts you'd ever want to hear. See, I told you that would make you want to buy the Master Saga. I mean, just the way he talks about it. And just the way I keep saying, with lasers, ha ha ha, I just, I don't know. If that doesn't make you want to buy the Master Saga, I don't know what else would. Um, 
you know, I think that Jason's really put a lot of thought and a lot of his heart into this book, and I can't wait uh, until October when I can pay him money. Yep, that's really what I want to do. So in summary, uh, a lot of good stuff coming out for Palladium. I need your help. Please send me images. Please send me questions. Tell me who you want to see. You know, Tell me your stories. Tell me your thoughts on Rank. If you've got audio fiction, I want to know about them. And what I want you to do is, next time someone asks you how much you know about the Master Saga, you tell them you heard it as Echoes. Some of the music tonight was provided by the Podshow Podsafe Music Network. Check it out at music.podshow.com. This episode of the Echoes from the Wrist podcast is copyrighted Palladium Books Incorporated, all rights reserved. Megaverse, Palladium Books, Riffs, and other titles and names are registered trademarks of Palladium Books Incorporated and are used with their permission. Opinions expressed by the interviewer and the individual interviewed are not those of Palladium Books.